the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. As always, thank you for tuning in previously on Ridiculous History. I'm getting what happened, man? What happened? I just wanted to do that voice because I love that kind of VO and I never I never get to do it except for weird ads. But you're right. This is something where we have a slight recap. We dove into an amazing story with our pal Matt Waxman, the creator of Trickeration. You remember this, Noel. It was uh it was Tuesday, thanks to the magic of editing. It seems like it was only Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, it was Tuesday. No, it's true. Uh, and it was really great. And it was something that we were maybe just going to throw in as a little bit of an aside um, after discussing really uh, such an interesting and divisive character. Again, I came clean early on. It's not being like a sports guy. Um, but man, do I love a good scandal and, and a good sex addict story. And this has got all of that stuff, man. And he uh, and that, now we're going to add in copious drinking. We barely even scratched the surface of the man's epic ability to throw back Miller Lights. I think we might have hinted at it very briefly, but that is literally what today's episode is about. Right. Miller Lite, the beer so good, you can drink it with your mouth. Uh, boy, <laughs> did he ever drink it with his whole mouth and his whole heart. And uh, just to reiterate, Miller Lite, you're welcome for that catchphrase. Please use it to your heart's content. Uh, that catchphrase has been co-signed and greenlit by our super producer, Casey Pegram. <laughs> And when we were doing this episode, this exploration of this sex scandal and the uh, the halcyon days of sports reporting, uh, we knew we could not dive into the endeavor alone. That's why we have our returning guest, Matt Waxman, who, by the way, has sat patiently through this entire episode. Uh, Matt, how's it going? Thanks for staying with us. No, no problem. It's uh, it's good to be on the show. Good to be back on the show. I mean, again, like this guy, Wade Boggs, is a total legend. And since we last talked, I actually went back 
and researched and found more about him that we need to touch on. So we're going to hit the beer stuff, but this guy also saved some African villagers back in 2005. So we'll, let's hit it all. Okay. I, I, I think we start with the, uh, the inebriated elephant in the room. Wade Boggs is a drinking legend, and there is a, an urban legend, perhaps a bit of modern mythology, about a, uh, a particularly boozy plane flight he took. Matt, could you give us just the, the quick and dirty of this? Like, what, What's the gist of the story? All right. So I think we, we, we placed this story around the early 90s, and rumor had it that Boggs drank a copious amount of beer one time on a cross-country flight after a game. And the number varied. I mean, first there was a number in the 60s, then the number grew a little more, then people that went to Boggs, he kind of hemmed and hawed. And then later on, on It's Always Sunny, it turned out he told Charlie Day, there's an official number, the number is 107, and that's how many beers he drank in one cross-country flight. Okay, that, first off, how do you get more than three or four drinks? That can't be a, a commercial flight, can it? No, we're, we're talking, definitely talking charter flight. I mean, the, the Sox back in these days fly in their own charter. And I think, I think Boggs plays with the math a little. I mean, a lot of people have looked at how this is even possible. And I think we should really, you know, sharpen our pencils and try and figure this out. So let's, uh, Noel, you got a, do you have a pencil on you? You know, I do. I've got like a sharp pair of scissors. I could scrawl okay. it into the surface of my desk. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yep. yeah, perfect. All right. All right. So let's try and figure this out. All right. So we need to get to 107. Uh, I assume he's going to LAX from Boston. So mm -hmm. after the game, you know, that's when you're most thirsty Locker room. Back then, all the guys were drinking beer in the locker room after game. So I say we easy. He puts away a twelve pack after the game, milling around there. Got it. Got it. Okay. So then, bus ride from Fenway to Logan Airport. That's easy six beers. I mean, I imagine that late at night, they're probably going at midnight. I'd say that's like a you know a thirty minute trip. I'd say six beers there. Then you know they're waiting to board the flight you don't just walk right on you got to deal with a little security all that i think we can put him down for in that 30 minutes maybe he's i'd say i don't know give him another 12 pack there okay? this is also like in the halcyon like pre 9 11 days where you could easily waltz through security with like a, a, a couple beers in hand right no no problem there yeah, yeah i think if you're way boss you do whatever the f you want yeah probably so mm -hmm. and one little quick question just to backtrack so if you're in like a you know, a tour van or like a, a sports, you know, like passenger type van like that. Um, is the laws of open containers not apply or are these people just they just don't care? They just flout the laws. I think I think the laws do apply, except if you're the greatest hitter on the planet. And Ooh, then you do, again, whatever you want. Like, okay. I don't think Wade Boggs is like, oh, 55 is the speed limit. Like, I should go 55. <laughs> People, <laughs> uh, at least when they pull you over, pull you over for your autograph, not to give you a ticket. Exactly. And again, I, I think Wade Boggs uh, is basically a, a cop. So. Uh, I think Wade Boggs kind of can do whatever he wants. <laughs> and just for a, just for a, really quick, just for a little context to prove your hypothesis here, Matt, I did find a quote uh, from a guy named Jeff Nelson, um, who I believe was one of his teammates. And he said, Boggs was always the first player to the clubhouse. He would bring a six pack with him. He'd be there drinking a beer when someone showed up. And as we were all packing our stuff up out of our lockers and 
getting our bags ready for the trip, Wade would sit there and drink that whole six pack. Um, this is just like sort of was uh, basically par for the course for Wade Boggs. Right. Yeah. We we talked about this a little bit previously. I think I, I don't remember if it made it to air, but Jeff Nelson is a former relief pitcher. You can read his uh, comments about Boggs on some excellent Esquire articles. And he says it was absolutely normal for Boggs to drink, I think he said 50 or 60 beers on a single flight. So that doesn't get us to the 107 number. But right now, for everyone listening along at home, we're already at 30. And they're not on the plane. So knowing that, you know, in general, Boggs would drink like plus or minus 12 beers, you know, in a uh, uh, right after the game before even leaving the clubhouse. Can we start back from there? Uh, Matt, I just kind of lost track and I want to make sure I've got my tally right. I counted 30, 12 and then six and then 12, right? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So then, you know, they get on the flight. They got to do the whole security briefing. I think he's easy putting another six pack away there. I mean, I don't think there's any question. And we've got six before the plane even is in the air. Perfect. 36 already. This is, by the way, most people, I am not a doctor. I'm not like a booze surgeon or whatever, but I'm pretty sure 36 beers will put the, uh, the average mortal man down for the count. Right. And these are not tall boys. These are like your typical 12 ounce pull tab cans, right? Definitely a 12 ounce beer. I think, if, if we went tall boys, then all of a sudden our math gets real screwy. So let's go with the 12 ounce beer. And then the, the real math question is flight across country, what, five and a half hours. Let's make it six hours just to make the math as easy as possible. How many beers can a, a living legend like Wade Boggs consume? I, I mean, at this point, he's really cruising himself. And so <laughs> I think he's really, I would put him down for, I'd say nine beers an hour would be uh, that seems realistic to me at this point. I, yeah, nine beers an hour seems reasonable. I mean, it doesn't seem reasonable, but... Well, I don't know. I think I, as a mere mortal, could probably do four beers an hour. Right. right. You know, maybe. But that's right. probably pushing it for me even. So nine is is on the is on the, the edge of epic. I would say, mm. like, 12 would be just, like, godlike and completely unrealistic. But nine, I, I'm liking that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing some lazy math here. I know... Uh, I know if it's a if we call it six hours, it's like a five hour, 48 minute flight or something. And then just to make the math work from what Nelson said, it sounds spot on. It sounds impossible. Like the only way I could drink nine beers an hour on a plane, I'm going to be super honest with you guys. I could only do it if I was sitting on the toilet or I was drinking them in the bathroom. So I wouldn't have to keep getting up and walking. But yeah, I think we accept we accept nine. And I like the phrase edge of epic. And I also think the one thing we we got to consider is, you know, even though we weren't there and we haven't heard this, you know, he boarded the plane holding two thirty packs and you just can see him doing that. So you can see him walking up the stairs to the plane. You can see him sitting down and having the three seats. He sits in the middle. He puts one thirty on his right, one thirty on his left. And he says, this is my mission. So like we kind of know this is true, even though we don't know this is true. Well, I have to say, I love the unapologetic nature of this man's beer consumption, too. He doesn't seem concerned at all, you know, being like someone in the public eye who's potentially like, you know, a role model for like kids and stuff, but is very clearly just flaunting his uh, his excessive drinking, almost like a superpower. I got to give the guy props for that kind of moxie. Yeah. And I think Wade Boggs has been called a 
a lot of things. Role model is probably the one thing I don't know about. I mean, <laughs> role model for functional alcoholics, maybe. But no shade to the man, because we're we're looking at the nuts and bolts of this. We're 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 solving the mystery here with your help, Matt. So if I've got my counts correct, then six hours, nine beers an hour, that's 54 beers just on the plane. Just uh, how on earth is that possible? Uh, it seems impossible. It really does. But again, you're trying to put yourself in Wade Boggs's place. And that's like saying, like, why don't you have 3,000 hits? Like, it's just not right for you to picture yourself doing this stuff. This is a different guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I've got maybe the wrong mistress. I don't know. I was looking at my stats after we recorded the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, the plane lands and then, you know, Boggs is looking. We, we, he cranks 54. So he's got six left. So I think he's hitting those last six as the plane is basically taxiing. So just to finish off the 230s, that gets rid of all the beers. He no longer has to deal with any of this stuff. So he's got, uh, I've lost a track. Casey, I'll let you jump in here. Yeah, guys, we're at 96 right now. Okay, okay. We're getting there. Boy, we're and we're, so at this point, what is he like? Are they, ta- are they taxiing? Are they about to, to descend? Because he's not really necessarily like shooting for a number. He's not trying to beat a record or anything. He just ne- organically got there. You know? I think that's right. I think he's just trying to get through these 230 racks. He's got six left. He polishes off those last six, and then they get off the plane. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. 
That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. But they're not yet to their destination, right? That's right. He still has the bus ride to go from LAX to the team hotel. Now I'm picturing he's got, he gets a one last 12 pack for that ride. And he's really, I assume he's, you know, he's not seeing great at this point. But I think <laughs> right. he, his goal is to hit these last 12 beers to get to 108. But I think he realizes he's starting to slow down a little. So I'm giving him 11 of those final 12 and he just can't finish the whole thing off because it's the problem is it's too much beer. So I I think he's one short there. I think that number, if my math is correct and Mm -hmm. Noel, you, you, you tell me, but I've got that being exactly the one Oh seven number, which, which Boggs has claimed. And I think that this all makes a lot of sense to me. Um, And then one other thing we, we need to consider is, in the last episode, we mentioned that Boggs is very superstitious, was obsessed with the number seven. So I think when he got to 107, he said, you know what? That's the perfect time to stop. I probably could go further, but let's end it here because 107 is just such an important number for me. I love that. I love that because I was thinking a similar thing. To me, there's something so poetic about the beer undrank the single beer left. I, I was wondering, like, I like I like your argument about 107 because in my head, I was thinking maybe he saved it for after the game. He was like, ah, one cold one for after the game. But that doesn't make sense because he clearly has all the beer he wants forever. He would just have someone get him a 30 back, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think at that point, like the ball boys were, were signing Boggs' autographs at that point. They were getting his beer. They were dealing with like all sorts of various mistresses and and. There's no cell phones at this point. So I imagine these mistresses are calling a lot of, you know, landlines that are getting relayed to Bob. So at this point, like he can get whatever he wants. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I also was wondering about that aspect of it because I love the image you paint of him like lugging these 30 packs, like, you know, on, on each shoulder going up the little ramp onto the charter plane. But I got to wonder too. I mean, do you think he had to bring his own or, or was it just a known thing that like they had to have this on hand? They had to have enough beers for him to just, you know, drink his fill. I, I, I got to think like Sox charters at that point, like mm-hmm. they just would just overstock them knowing that Boggs was coming. Like yeah. you just like got rid of all the coffee. You got rid of all the bottled water, all the Sprite, all the, all the first aid kits, you know, every yeah. parachutes. Needs them? <laughs> right. and, yeah. and so like where there normally would be like a big inflatable slide in a plane mm-hmm. that was just like stuffed with beer because Wade mm-hmm. Boggs was coming. Nope. That makes sense to me. There's probably also something like a rider too. I mean, given his success, I'm sure that they had like a bevy of things that they were expected to give him. Beer being number one, but I'm sure there were like specific snacks, maybe other, oh, chicken, obviously, right? He's not going to go get his own chicken. Could you kind of paint a picture for us, Matt, about exactly how valuable a player he was, like how above and beyond like he delivered for this team and how he would have been treated like in like royalty? Well, that's the funny thing is like we're we're talking about this sort of urban legend that that is supposedly true, but like this has all overshadowed what a great baseball player Boggs was. Like that, it's true. We're, we're kind of 
burying the lead here. Wade Boggs was one of the great contact hitters of all time. I mean, just as a batting average hitter, he was incredible, almost without peer. Tony Gwynn, the only guy who was sort of even close. And if you were to pick one guy who was going to hit 400 for a season, you would have guessed back then Wade Boggs. And Boggs was like, he would go like a whole season with swinging and missing like a handful of times, like things that mm-hmm. you've got normal guys do in a game, you know, oh, I, I swung and missed four times in that game or whatever. Boggs could go like a whole season with that kind of number. So this was a player that like was one of the all time greats, even though we don't really think of him as an all time great for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, also Wade Boggs was totally obsessed with his own stats, as we mentioned in the last episode. And that really bothered a lot of people because it was like, if there was a guy on first, Boggs would try and hit a single rather than, oh, we need a home run or a double for you to try and drive that guy home. And Boggs would be like, ah, I'm trying to keep my batting average up. Um, So he was great, but he, you know, there was some, some dings on his resume as well. As if, is that that like he's not being a team player by doing that? He's more focused on his own legacy. Okay, I got it. Like he, the back of his baseball card was almost more important to Wade Boggs than the win-loss column for the team. That makes sense. I mean, and it's it's interesting because I took some time to look through Baseball Hall of Fame stuff about Wade Boggs, and this guy is no joke. Like, he's a monster. And the the part you're telling us, Matt, which I hadn't heard before about him being sort of selfish more so about his stats than about his team. It seems counter to the idea of good sportsmanship in a team sport, uh, but there's no arguing that he got results. He had 2,432 career games, and he reached base easily 85% of them. Like they're, I, I'm just looking at his average, uh, some of the stats that you had given us earlier, like the .328 batting average, .415 on base percentage, like these are things other people can't do. Going back to that idea of him getting pulled over and somehow getting a citation for uh, open container, the reason that's so laughably implausible to me is that I bet that police officer would have gotten on into a lot of trouble, especially if he delayed Boggs performing in a game. You know what I mean? I, I do. I mean, again, the guy was for 10 years, he hit over 300 and you know, Ted Williams was is considered the greatest Red Sox hitter, without a doubt, because he did it for average and power. But Wade Boggs is, I mean, David Ortiz, again, Manny Ramirez didn't do it as long as Boggs, and they, they may have hit for more power. But Wade Boggs is, without a doubt, one of the four greatest hitters in Red Sox history. I have to point out something I found in an article. Um, I think it might have been from that Maxim article you were talking, or Esquire article, rather, that you were talking about, Ben. But uh there's a question posed that we haven't really addressed as to like, how can someone drink that many beers and not have a blood alcohol level that's like literally lethal, right? Um, and and the uh, the writer of this piece kind of goes into the specifics about it, saying there were a lot of skeptics saying this must be BS because you know to drink that many beers, your blood alcohol level would be so high that it would probably kill you, or you would get so drunk before that point that you would have to stop. 
Um, but what isn't taken into account is uh, tolerance, <laughs> pure and utter tolerance of alcohol. And like Boggs, apparently, you know, he was just drinking beer. That was his thing. Like, you don't even hear about him, like, you know, getting hammered on like liquor. He's just, he's a beer guy. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't, but uh, according to this, he was 197 pounds, cans of Miller Lite are 12 ounces and have 4.2% alcohol. So he drank, you know, let's just say, uh, having this large tolerance that he has developed for alcohol over the years, um, it's really difficult, they're saying, to actually make an estimate as to what his blood alcohol level would be. And again, maybe I'm like, maybe this isn't even a good way of looking at it because how does tolerance affect like the actual way your body processes booze? Like I, like I could, I could see you could like get used to it more, but isn't it no matter what, it's the same amount of alcohol in your system, right, Ben? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, his uh, liver is a superstar who has its own uh, storied career. I would also advance, uh, there's one intervening variable we may have not approached yet. It feels like over the span of this infamous flight, at least one beer's worth of alcohol was lost in the mustache. I mean, that thing doesn't quit. That's true. I've started, That's true. I, I almost called it his ground game, but his like his can game had to get a little sloppy, you know, probably around beer 80. And so he's- There's going to be some spillage. Some There's going to be some spillage. There's some wash, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what do you think, Matt? I, I'd say, well, first of all, one of the great mustaches of all time. But I would say also, you know, you start to get like, when you drink that much, you know, we've all drank 70, 80 beers. We haven't drank 107. But like, sure. when you start to drink that much, you finish like- four fifths of a beer and then you're like, Oh, next one. And so you can get a little lackadaisical with really finishing off the, every last drop of some. So like, I think of the 107 is you could probably say like three full beers of like backwash leftovers, maybe like the real, the real number is one Oh four. Cause he was probably also at the point where, and no judgment here, uh, where his short term memory or his attention to which beer was the fresh one. It may have faltered a little bit. And what do you guys think he did with all the cans? Like, do you That's think he's like, thinking. yeah, is he is he of trash bags, or is the uh, stewardess just coming over and just like with a trash bag and just hauling off 10, 12 at a time? Like, what do you guys think he's even de- doing with all these? Or is he like, oh, it's so many cans, the recycle money is enough that like I'll take, I'll <laughs> keep, keep them and bring them with me. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's funny. We uh, we did a story on another show about recycling that's going to come out. I, I would say in this time, in, as you said, the early 90s, there was probably, instead of a bat boy, there was like a beer boy or a can boy mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. who was on the flight. And their job was to stay out of the uh, flight attendant's way and just keep keep the cans flowing like the spice and dune. You know what I mean? Bring Because they're just walking... At that point, they're just walking to his seat with more right. beer and then walking back to throw away the empties and then walking back and he's done with the other beers. So you think on LinkedIn, there's like a guy who's like in his like late 40s that says like 1992 to 93, like Red Sox can boy. Well, I mean, if Snoop Dogg has a blunt roller, yeah. you know, then I don't know why Wade Boggs can't have a can boy. That's all I'm saying. He's earned it, you know, at this stage. <sighs> Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on-demand, temp-to-hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In researching Wade Boggs, I found another story. And, and if do we have time oh, for yeah. one last quick story? Okay. God, yes. Okay, so again, we've covered like so many different things that this guy has done that made him you know, a legend, each one of these things alone would make him a huge legend. Wade Boggs, of course, because he's Wade Boggs, starts to get into um, exotic animal hunting. And you know these the type, all right? We've all seen the type with the photos. Like, none of us like this guy, but we all know that who this person is and what their motivations are. So Wade Boggs is starting to get criticized for taking down all these elk and, you know, putting them all up in his living room, et cetera. And he's like, no, 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 guys, you don't understand. Like, I didn't just take down these animals because I enjoyed the sport of it. I got brought in because these animals were terrorizing the village. He's like, this crocodile had literally killed two kids, and I got brought in to kill the crocodile. Now, I'm not making this up. This is in the St. Petersburg Times. Mm. There was a hippo that had killed three villagers. And their first phone call when they were like, how do we kill this hippo? Wade Box. Wow. So like, yeah. So this is like, a st- I mean, every part of this guy is insane. I mean, the least interesting part of Wade Boggs's life is the fact that he's a Hall of Fame baseball player. Every part of this is, is cartoonish in a way that makes you think that he isn't a real person. And yet he's just this 55 year old guy now who I assume lives in Florida and goes fishing a lot, but he's a real person who does exist, I believe. But if you told me all this stuff, mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe it. Well, there's a joke, a running joke in the Always Sunny episode that they're doing this in Wade Boggs's memory because surely this man is, has died um, with, with treating his body in this way. And, uh, and Mac keeps reminding Charlie that, no, man, Wade Boggs is very much alive. And then there's a part at the end where they're, you know, the whole point of the episode is they're trying to beat Wade Boggs's record and they've got like hash marks on their shirt for how many beers they have. And they're on a commercial flight, which makes it even more ridiculous. Uh, they eventually get cut off. But on the way back, Charlie has like a 
vision, and he thinks it's Wade Boggs' ghost. Uh, and then Wade Boggs' ghost, which is really just a hallucination, reminds Charlie that he's very much alive. Uh, and I believe he remains alive to this day. He, he talked to TMZ recently to kind of clear up this whole how many beers was it, and he didn't specifically reference the cross-country flight, but they just asked him kind of point blank, like, what's the most beers you've drunk in a day? And he goes, oh, probably over 100. And, and, the, and the guy's like, how does one do this, Wade Boggs? And he goes, I have a hollow leg. I just drink it. It all runs down in there. And then I take it off and dump it out, which is, is that a thing? Is that a, is that a jokey old timey thing people say? Cause I've never yeah. heard that in my life. And that yeah. is a weird image. Yeah. It's an old, it's, it's an old timey joke. Drinking like one has a hollow leg. I, I do want to go back though, to the hunt, which I, I was not aware of. Uh, the hippopotamus is the most dangerous land animal, most dangerous land mammal for sure. So it's not like, um, regardless of what your feelings are about hunting in general, uh, it's not as if hippos are the cute, cuddly ballerinas they're depicted to be in Fantasia cartoons. These things are no joke. They're dangerous. Well, Ben, I, I actually do need to correct you there because it's actually the second most dangerous land uh. Man, uh, animal. The most dangerous is Wade Boggs. <laughs> well played, yes. Playing the most dangerous game, that is, uh, binge drinking. <laughs> so over the span of his, we, we found another like superlative for him, right? Because over the span of his time, he killed, like as a big game hunter, he killed at least 78 game animals. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and then like had, a, I believe, like a trophy room uh, hunting lodge kind of situation in his home in Florida. Real Teddy Roosevelt kind of character, you know? I like that he's a, okay, so I, the entire time we've been doing this series, I've been thinking of different appellations and monikers and nicknames for uh, the man himself, right? And uh, I, I feel like Hippo Hitman is one. Mm. Like he, he, the hippo hitman, the hippo hitman, Wade Boggs. It's crazy that he is alive. It's like we can go visit him. The other funny thing is, like, because Wade Boggs is not considered one of the all time graves, I feel like we could, like, it wouldn't be out of the question for us to get Wade Boggs on. Like, right now, we could make a few phone calls and get him on. Like, he's not a guy that, that, there's, too famous for the ridiculous history podcast. I mean, I, I'm not saying Casey, you need to do this right now, but like, it seems plausible that we could get Wade Boggs on the next episode. Matt, I think if I think if we name drop you, that might go oh, a yeah. long way. Like, hey, we know Matt Waxman from Trickeration, and he'll be like, "All right, just send the beer and tell me what time." to hop on the call guys there's a pretty problematic quote from wade boggs though about this whole hippo situation uh, -oh. uh the new york post reported on this and uh, they, they they actually quote um something he said to the saint petersburg times he you know he starts off strong like, but it sounds like once he gets to the end of this, it sounds like he maybe uh, had a few at this point because he starts off like it's, it's, it's braggadocious, but it's it's on point. But then it takes a weird turn. He uh, he says the hippo had killed three villagers and the crocodiles had killed two kids. So I was sort of the great white hunter who came in and saved the village. Yeah, but I mean, it's like the whole white savior thing. Like I, I was the great white hunter that came in. It's just a little cringy. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but uh, it, it, it was a little self-aggrandizing and sort of a weird. Like why put why why bring race into it at all? It was a little strange. But yeah, he he's probably, a strange man. Yeah. 
He also said, you know, he obviously was not or is not because he is still alive. Sorry, Charlie. Uh, He was obviously not a big fan of animal rights activists. I think later, and this may be from the St. Petersburg interview, but later he goes on when someone asked him about the criticism he's receiving from animal rights activists. He says, these people need to get a life. They have their opinion, but don't infringe on my right to do something that's legal. To me, the big thing is, in the hippo case at least, someone asked him for help. Maybe we take a page from the village when we call Wade Boggs. I don't know. Do we have to have a a murderous hippo in town, or can we just ask him on the show? I just don't know what else there is to talk about. You think we've covered it all? Like, I feel like once if you got him on, he'd be like, oh, yeah, all the like those six things you talked about, like those are the least six interesting things. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Wade Boggs, in his own words, look for it uh, in a podcast feed near. Maybe we should just give the guy his own podcast. You know, I would listen to that. A Bogcast? A Bogcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's good. Well, man. Okay. So this is, uh, does this seem like a good place to wrap up the Wade Boggs series? For now. Yeah. We don't know what he's going to do next. You know what I mean? We, Matt, uh, thank you for coming along with us on a two-part journey into the larger-than-life world of Wade Boggs. Uh, we do have to ask you in advance, though. This guy's tricky. If he does something else, uh, are you down to come back and uh, and make a part three with us? Yes. Anytime Wade Boggs does anything noteworthy, I'm willing and able to do this. So um, anytime you guys call, I'm ready. Whenever Wade Boggs drinks 106 beers on a flight, yeah. he'll be there. Whenever Wade Boggs saves a village from a raging hippopotamus, Matt Waxman will be there. That's all I got. And in the meantime, while we're waiting to hear more from Wade Boggs, waiting to hear more from Wade Boggs, never mind. Uh, You can learn more strange stories from the world of sports on Trickeration, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, where would you direct people who want to learn more about your work and want to learn more about Trickeration in specific? Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Trickeration. Um, We've got a ton of great episodes all involving this kind of total nonsense. The tagline for our show is honest conversations about dishonest acts. So when people are lying, which which they always are, that's the kind of stuff that that we're diving into. Next week, um, we've got a story about a fisherman in North Dakota who caught the uh, North Dakota walleye record, which is a a fish up there. And it turned out um, there was all this controversy around um, whether he actually caught the fish or not. And and I interview him and um, it's unclear to me actually at the end of this podcast, whether or not he's lying or not, but um, I'd love the uh, listeners to listen and let me know if they think he's lying. Excellent. Excellent. So we're going to check that out. We hope that you check it out as well. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Not once, but twice, and maybe a third or fourth time. We got to keep an eye on Boggs. Uh, thanks, as always, to our super producer, Casey Pegram. Alex Williams, who composed our theme. Big thanks to you, buddy. Hope you're doing well on your uh, on your vacation, your uh, your walkabout. Um, huge thanks to Christopher Hasiotis here in spirit. Jonathan Strickland, that devious and notorious quizster. We'll get you next time. Uh, who else, Ben? Big thanks to our research North Star, Gabe Luzier. Big thanks, of course, to Miller Lite. One more time, the beer's so good you can drink it with your mouth. True story. Uh, mm. What other what other weird stories uh, from the world of sports, from the world of booze, do you have for us and most importantly, your fellow listeners? Let us know. You can find us on the internet, Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter, etc. Not just as uh, a show, but as individuals. I'm Ben Bolin on Instagram and Ben Bolin HSW on Twitter. If you wish, you can stalk me on Instagram. I am at How Now Noel Brown. Also, please take a cue uh, from your fellow ridiculous historians and join the Facebook group, The Ridiculous Historians. All you gotta do is name me or Ben or Matt Waxman or Casey Pegram or any of the names that we shout out at the end of each show every week, and you're in. So much fun trading memes and and stories, and it's a real cool community. And also, while you're at it, why don't you go on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review? It would make us feel warm in our in our dark little hearts and also help people discover the show and if you are 107 beers deep as you've been listening today drink some water take a nap we'll talk very soon we'll see you next time folks for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon waterways can go where the big ships can only dream, through winding passageways of rolling vineyards and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at AvalonWaterways.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.